Well, listen, I, uh, I want to uh, let you uh, know that uh, tonight we're going to continue on this, uh, this topic of are you ready to receive? You know, I ask you, are, are you expecting? And the challenge to you there is, is that you set your attitude in your heart that you're going to be ready to receive. You know, there's, there's times whenever a minister or whoever the messenger is may be different, maybe somebody that you, you know, that you don't like or, or you're not particularly following what, but if we have ears to hear, God will speak. He used a donkey one time, right? So uh, God can speak through about anybody, so he can speak through me. But you know what? So much of it is, is that we, if we just get an ear, have an ear to hear, a willingness to, uh, a heart to receive, and then are willing to be obedient, that those are the three things that I've been teaching over the last couple of weeks, and we're going to finish up tonight, that I believe God's been ministering to us. And, you know, I use this scripture, you can turn to uh, Matthew chapter 11, and uh, this title is, Are You Ready to Receive? Part 3. And, you know, I used the illustration two weeks ago of an AM radio. And those of you that remember AM radios, most people don't have, a, have to use one anymore. But that AM radio, when I would be driving the tractor, I'd have my, my country station on, and there'd be my favorite song on, and I'd get to the corner, and I'd hit the brake and spin the wheel, and I'd turn, and my radio station, a lot of times, would go out. There was, there was just times that you, it just fade, and so you get up there, and you, you mess with the dial, and sometimes it, it, it'd get to not working right, and you'd, you'd check your antenna. You'd check all the things on the receiving end because the, the transmitter, the radio station, was still broadcasting whether I could hear it or not. And that's the way the Lord speaks to us. God is speaking into our lives constantly. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that God has instructed you before to do something or, or prompted something in you, and you've held back. Has anybody, anybody ever, ever realize that? You, you, you know, you kind of think maybe the Lord's, you know, encouraging you to do something, to say something, to, to maybe adjust or change, and you, you just say, well, that's probably not the Lord, or I'm not sure that's the Lord, and then later on you realize it really was. You know, I believe right down to small things in our everyday life, God is trying to make our life better. He's trying to teach us. And sometimes those, those educational times, those lessons, are, are challenging or difficult. But, but in the end, we know we've been in, God's been there uh, involved in it and setting us up for blessing. Well, Matthew eleven 13, I've read this both weeks, but we're going to read it again. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John... So he's talking about all those Old Testament prophets. They prophesied up until John the Baptist. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. In other words, he's, he's that final voice. He's that one that's the forerunner. He's, he's speaking even now. And he goes on, he says, verse 15, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, you know, uh, when, when God is talking about, and Jesus is, uses the illustration several times, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. There's the reference to hearing, and, and that's such an important thing. If we're going to be ready to receive, that first thing that we got to have is ears to hear. And, and understand something. It's not talking about just our, our physical ears, these ears on the side of our, of our head. I, I saw a post that a, a friend of mine on Facebook had posted. I told her she's watching tonight. I told her I was going to read this. Uh, but it, it's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what God needs to say. You know, it's also hard to hear God's voice 
seemingly whenever he's saying something we don't want to hear, right? There's a lot of times that, that I remember whenever I was, you know, giving God all these plans and all these ideas and all these ways that I could go into ministry. I knew I was called. I couldn't run from it. But, but I had these, these dreams, these goals, these plans, and I knew I needed to be where, I mean, I, I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I knew God was directing me to go somewhere else, and I, and I fought that and argued with God, and, and, I, and I couldn't hear God because he wasn't saying what I wanted to hear. But finally, one day, getting out of the pickup, and he says, what about you just follow me? What about you just set all this aside and follow me? And I went, I, I, I don't blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear that. But see, that's what God had been speaking. Now, it wasn't right then that I submitted to that. And I, I really can't remember. That's been so many years ago. I don't remember uh, how many days or months or weeks it was in between that time. I believe it was the same summer, so it was probably within 30 days or 60 days or somewhere in there because I was, I was checking cows, and, and I remember the grass being green. You remember how you see, you remember pictures? I was getting out on the ranch at a certain gate right by our, we had a big tank, about a 40-foot tank that watered three different pastures on a, on a divided half section. And, and I remember one of those gates, I remember going, getting ready to open that, get out to open that gate when God spoke to me. And I brushed that aside, and I kept going. But I was not very much longer after that when I was swathing alfalfa. And he kept on, kept on, kept on until finally I stopped the swather. And I got out and I knelt on, on my knees and I said, okay, Lord, I'll go anywhere you want me to go, do anything you want me to do. All this, I put it all on the table. I, I'm yours. Now, he didn't immediately, I mean, you know, it wasn't like the disciples and I just left the swather running and took off walking, you know. <laughs> I, I got back on the swather and I finished swathing hay and we bailed and we went on. And it might have been a year before or two before I really went into ministry and actually left to do what God called me to do. But I had to make that choice. I had to, be, I had to have ears to hear. And I had to be, it, it, first of all, in order to do that, I had to develop my heart, which is what we talked about last week, is I had to get my heart ready to receive what I was hearing because he's not talking about our physical ears. He's talking about our spiritual ears our spirit being willing to hear what God would say. Well, you say, I don't know if I can hear God's voice. I've never heard God's voice. But you can read the Scripture, and it's a living letter. And when you read this Scripture, you say, well, I don't understand it. Well, quit saying you don't understand it. Start saying, if you're born again, I have the Spirit of God living in me, and He gives me wisdom. He gives me insight. Because, see, that's what Jesus, when, in John chapter 14, when he said, I'm going away, but I'm sending another comforter, helper, advocate, counselor, referring to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. All those different words that, that represented the Spirit of the living God that was going to come to live and dwell on the inside of you. You say, well, I'm not so good. I don't know if I can have that because I'm not that good. And I can give you good news tonight. You don't have to be good enough. You just have to be willing to hear and a heart to receive. You got to be willing to say, "Okay, God, I'll, 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 I'll trust you. <clears throat> I'll trust you." Now, I used the illustration, and we're not, we won't turn there, but I used the illustration out of Second Kings chapter five, where Naaman, the man with leprosy, went to Elijah or Elisha, I should say, Elisha, to get healed, and Elisha didn't do what he thought. Elisha didn't make a big deal out of Naaman. Naaman was a big deal. 
He rolled up there expecting the prophet to come out and make a big fanfare and a big deal and wave his hand and do a, tell all this stuff. He had an idea, a preconceived idea of how God was going to do it. You know what? I've, I've learned, to, uh, learned something in my life is there is a God and I'm not him. If, we, if we'll just understand, there is a God, and He has a way to, and, and the ability to see things the rest of us can't see. You know, it's kind of like these drones. I, I need a drone. If, y'all, if anybody just gets decided, they say, man, Pastor Kelly, he, we need to get him a gift. You just you get me a drone. You got one. Okay, right there. Kevin's going to give me his. Is that what you said? You're going to give me his? He's that in a box. He said, I've got one that's sitting in a box. He said, won't you just figure it out, and, and, and you can use it. And Give it back after I figure it out and teach you how to do it. <laughs> but but here, here's the thing, and I'm teasing a little bit about the gift of it, but, the, but a drone, isn't it awesome to be able to take that drone up and check stuff? I mean, I could check cattle, I, and when it's muddy like this, I've got places I can't get to cattle. I mean, they get back there in places, you know, horseback's the only way you can get back to them. The other day, I lost a calf in a, in a really heavily wooded area. Had, it, it's a neighbor that doesn't graze anything, and so it had poison ivy. It's on the creek. Big old poison ivy, you know, and, and just, and ticks, and just, it was not a place I wanted to go at all, zero. I mean, I realized the calf was probably worth, you know, five, six hundred dollars, and I'm weighing out, was this really worth it to go into there to find this? Because you couldn't ride a horse, I mean, it was so woolly and thick, you couldn't even ride a horse in there. And so I called a buddy of mine that, that, that has a dog, and, and, and uh, the dog, you know, some of you might have seen that on Facebook, the dog, I wish I could have videoed the whole thing. It was cool. If, if you've ever coon hunted, it was kind of like coon hunting. You know, them old dogs, when they, when they get on the trail, they burr, they go to bellering like, oh, man, it was neat. And then pretty soon you heard, bah! did I tell this story already? I don't know. Y'all like it. It's good. Need to tell it again. I mean, you could, you could tell when he found, the, found and grabbed that calf, and it was about a 350-pound calf, heifer calf, and, and uh, pretty soon we could hear him moving because that calf was bawling and that dog was barking. And, and you know, it felt like I needed to do some Jerry Clower right there or something. Knock him out, John, or something, you know. But anyway, he, he's headed down. He's headed out there, and he, he gets over. And it was so awesome because before we started, I prayed, and I said, Lord, help us get this done. And this calf had been gone for like a month and a half. And, and I, I'd been fi- trying to find a drone so we could go up and find it. We finally found some manure and finally found where it was going to the pond and on this place. And this dog takes it out. Well, he takes it under the creek bridge and over into an area that was just a mowed lawn, uh, uh, just about a half acre wide open. And this dog would hold that calf. And I didn't even say to saddle a horse. We didn't take a horse at all. So we, we had ropes and we roped him on foot. And then when I took the picture, I made it look like you didn't know if I was on my horse or not made it look real cowboy so yeah I'll, I'll fess up but but anyway it, it was fun then we, we loaded the loaded the calf and took him but you know that drone can can go up and look and sit it sees an entirely different picture see when when we trust God and we des- and we decide we're going to have a hearing ear and a heart to receive we got to be willing to for him to shape that situation to speak to us, to ask us to do things that are entirely different. See, see, when Naaman went to him and he said, and, and uh, Elisha told him, he said, go dip in the Jordan seven times and you'll be cleansed. He got all puffed up, mad, and he said, I'm not doing that. This old muddy river, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And his servant said, if he'd asked you to do something you liked, you would have obeyed. Isn't it, isn't it worth receiving 
just by doing it God's way. See, sometimes we, 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 get, we soul up, we get bullheaded, or we just reject God because we can't see the end result. And if we know God, and I, like if you'll learn to know God, I know God, His plan is better than mine. As good as I think I can figure stuff out, His plan's better. Well, tonight I want to get to 1 Kings chapter 17. Over in 1 Kings chapter 17, I love this, this, this story because Elijah, who was... Uh, before Elisha, Elijah was one of the, one of the most powerful prophets. Uh, God did amazing things through his life, and we can see how when God spoke to Elijah, he just followed him. Uh, here in verse one, uh, uh, it says, "Now Elijah the Tishbite from T- Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither rain nor dew." In the next few years, except at your word. Now, this was in verse 1. In verse 2, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in Kareth Ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. Notice, there, I circled there. There was one place God needed him to be in order to receive. Now you say, well, that's a man of God. He, he hears God's voice. You'd expect it of him. Well, it's interesting. He still had to be willing to follow. He went where God went. So there, then he did what the Lord told him. He went to the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath and in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So here's the thing. When the one assignment uh, uh, ended, he had to be ready to hear again. Now that's just an illustration. You, you think, well, okay, he's a man of God. He's, he's somebody you'd expect to do that. But then notice what God does. He says, so he went to Zarephath. When, uh, when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and asked her, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? Now notice, he had said in verse 9, I've directed a widow there to, to take care of you. Now see, this widow was, was somebody who God was preparing. But I can tell you this, I, I don't, it doesn't say that he gave the widow the whole assignment. I, I suspect with, with how this story all goes, and we'll read the rest of it in a moment, but, but that, that, that there was a uh, vague idea of what was going to happen that the widow got. I'm going to send a man to you. There's a man coming. Be ready. Something, something vague, probably not the whole story, because how she responded w- w- indicated that she didn't know all that was going on. As she was getting, going to get it, verse 11... He called it and he said, bring me, please, a piece of bread. Now, here's her response. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied. Now, she was from a Gentile nation. She was in an area that wasn't Jewish. So that's why she referred to him as her God or his God. She, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil, olive oil in a jug. And I'm getting a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and, his son, and my son so that we may eat it and die. You see, she had no idea that God was going to provide her needs. She just had been prepared 
by God that a man was going to show up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in there, but I, I, I think that that's fair way to assess this story. Verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home, do as you've said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make some for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Now, see, up to now, he's speaking as some man who showed up. She probably was aware that he was coming. God had probably, it said he, God had prepared a widow woman, had prepared her. But she had to have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say. She had to have a willing heart to receive that word. And, and then, but then look at what happened when the word came. See, the word of the Lord produced faith in her. It says then that he declared, verse 14, this is what the Lord says. The God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah, for her, the woman's family. For the jar of flour did not, was not used up. The jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken through Elijah. Now, that verse 15 is, is, is the pivotal point in this story for her. See, God had prepared her. He'd, he'd, he'd spoken to her. She had to come to a place that she was ready and willing to hear. But then the other part to that is she had to be willing to obey. She had to be willing to obey. And, and within that willingness to obey was an act of faith. Uh, there was uh, something here in my, in my commentary but, but every miracle, large or small, begins with an act of obedience. We may not see the solution until we take the first step of faith. See, the, 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 God had prepared her, but he hadn't given her all the pieces, hadn't given her all the parts, hadn't described to her, given her every part of it. But when the word of God came, she had to make a choice. I'm going to follow what God said. I'm going to have ears to hear I'm going to have a heart to receive. I'm going to be willing to obey. And willingness to obey, it means I've got to take that step. It means I've got to be willing to, to move on what God has shown me. You know, I can just ask you this question. Is there, is, are there, is there something in your life that you're lacking that God has made provision for, but yet you're not quite there where your willingness to obey and your, and your obedience to act on, in faith on that. You see, that's where we got to look at the Word of God and we consider what has God said. You know, I can tell you there's plenty of times it wouldn't have made a difference. I wouldn't, it wouldn't have kept me out of heaven, but there's been plenty of times had I not moved on it and gone and, be, and been obedient to what God said, I would have missed a blessing. I would have missed the, the provision, the supply. Now, I can tell you stories of times when I've, when I've not been willing to step out. There's been a few times where God's prompted me in, in some things that I hesitated, that I didn't have faith to believe. I, I, was, I, was, I was reluctant or maybe stubborn or maybe in, either in pride or maybe just in, in, in not thinking highly enough of myself. There's any, any, any reasons, any number of reasons why we might hold back. But if we'll simply be like her and, and simply hear the word, 
check our heart, say, Lord, am I, am I willing to hear, to receive that word, and am I, am I also willing to obey and be obedient? Then we're going to see what that act of faith is. What does God ask you to do? See, we could have all the provision that God supplied, all the provision available for, for health, for uh, some uh, other need that we have, maybe, maybe the ability to overcome our past, maybe uh, uh, the willingness to, to be free from, from uh, struggles that we have mentally and, and emotionally. You know, uh, I, I tell you, one of, one of, the, one of the greatest, uh, some of the greatest areas that the devil works against the Christian in that can be easily resolved is the willingness, the willingness to obey God where forgiveness is concerned. Releasing yourself or releasing others. I know people that hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness. They just grit their teeth and say, I don't care, I ain't doing it. But you know, God doesn't give us any room, any wiggle room there. He says, forgive so that the Father forgives you. He says that, that when we have conflict and, and, and lack of, of, of unity, when we have those areas like that where there's that conflict, it affects it, it, our prayers. It affects so many other things. Listen, it, it, those, some of those relationships may never be restored to the point that you, you, that you fellowship again, but you can still release them and let, and, and let that go. Give that to God. You know, it could be that you, the one that you hold in that place of, of unforgiveness is not forgiving yourself. I saw a, book, a booklet that my, my son had brought home uh, from the college ministry that they were working on, and I happened to see that this afternoon, and it just, it just came back to my remembrance. But it's the, it's the, the power of self-forgiveness. You know, I don't know who that would be for tonight, but I believe the Lord's ministering in that direction that that you may you may hold you may hold yourself bound because of something that happened in your past that you feel responsible for. And I'm going to tell you what. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says tonight. That you can be free from that. You give that to God. You may not fully understand exactly what all is being done or or where 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 those situations are concerned. You may hold yourself responsible. You may hold those things, but you've got to make a decision and a choice to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying tonight. You know, when I, one of the things that uh, we've done is if we we switched this service around so that there's time for prayer again. I switched it around. I did some playing and I put more music at the front. And what it did is it it eliminated our opportunity. To minister in the last two weeks since we switched that back around, uh, the 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 prayer time has been much more powerful uh, up there because I'm not in a hurry and and the others aren't in a hurry. But I I, I want to give if you're here if you're watching online then just uh, contact us uh, through the online church. But but if you're here and and you want to and you want to just really make a decision tonight uh, that that we we you you want to get that resolved that God just you didn't you may not even showed up expecting. Any of this. You just you just coming to hear Barry. And God's spoken in your life. If that's something that, that you need to deal with then tonight, you can either do it where you're sitting, but if you want help to, to make that declaration to re, to release yourself or others, that can be some of the most powerful 
thing that you'll ever do. That you say, you know what, they don't deserve it. Maybe, you, maybe you'd say, I don't deserve it. But God said, do it. So you be obedient to release them. Turn it over to God. Let the power of God bring the restoration that's needed. If you're in this place and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life or you're not sure, man, come meet us up there for prayer. It's just a few, few really great people that stay and pray and, and we'll pray and agree with you in the little room up here to the, to the side is what we do. But I want us to close in prayer and we're going to get Barry back up here to sing. And I just, I just want to apply these words tonight. That we'd be like this woman. She was willing and she got what she needed. But she had to be willing to hear and then willing to act. So let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight. and Lord, I, I, I thank you and I praise you that the Holy Spirit is alive and well in this place. And in each one of us as believers. But the anointing is on your word. And Father, as your word is spoken... In this place and for those who, who receive it from outside. That Father God, I pray and I, I just believe that tonight is a night of breakthrough for somebody. Maybe multiple people. That Lord, tonight they're, they're held in, in, in bitterness and in unforgiveness. Maybe they're held in resentment. Maybe they're, they're held in, in self-loathing and, 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 and holding themselves captive. That Lord, tonight I pray that that, that, that stronghold be broken off of their lives. Father God, I just pray that, that anybody else who maybe you're, maybe you're holding back in another area, not wanting to, to, to follow God, and God has, has made it clear this is something you need to do, I just pray that, Father God, that you'd be, do a work in and through those lives tonight. That, Lord, when we come before you, that you can set us free and deliver us from all the works of darkness that would come against us. God, I pray that anybody who's not made Jesus, Lord, who, who's not certain they're ready to make Jesus, or ready to meet you. But Father, tonight will be the night that they accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. If they're here tonight, I pray they, they be bold to come to prayer. And Father God, I pray that if they're watching online, that they'd make a way to contact us through the online church. Father God, we just pray and we ask you to, to bring the glory of the Lord through the people that are here and even to move across this nation, that we'd be revived, that we'd see healing, that we'd see restoration, that we'd see the power of God come and, and be manifest in the glory throughout this earth. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I tell you what, we're going we're gonna to have Barry come and, and just uh, come and sing some more for the last few minutes here. And, and I just challenge you to come if you need prayer, just to meet us up there in the time of prayer. So, uh, Barry?